0: Welcome back to Just Finkin'. We're on week seven, maybe, not sure. I lied last week, it's not Charlotte this week. It's father. She's <laughs> next week. Got my dates mixed up and too busy.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I'm officially an engineering major. Ah, oh, you changed. Yep, and I meet with my academic advisor next week and we're registered for summer courses. Wow, what are you taking? Some math. Yeah, I mean, I'll be taking math pretty much every semester yeah. <laughs> till I finish. Um, and care's t- I'm taking math and history, and Kira's just taking history.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so. So you're taking math
1: and history this
0: summer. Oh, you're gonna be busy because it's pretty cr- yeah. tight schedule. Yeah, so it's pretty much cut in half. So everything's like double paced. Yeah, which I'm not super worried about because math, the math I'm taking is like a step up from the math I'm in. Yeah. So coming right off. Um, this semester I should be fine you should and with only two classes I should be able to spend double the time yeah we'll see if it works out I'm sure it'll be fine it may suck but I mean (laughs) it'll be what it is we either do it or we don't pass so (laughs) there you go
1: that's exciting I I envy you because I really enjoyed school I uh, it took me forever to finally finish but I really enjoyed it it was fun to learn
0: yeah I don't mind it to be honest we're discussing we're try, We're picking topics for our last essay in English um, it's a research paper so that's the last we only have like a month left five weeks so I mean in the last weeks like pretty much just tying up loose ends so
1: yeah,
0: yeah so I'm trying to decide which topic I want to pick for my research paper we'll see Yeah for English? yeah yeah, I did one last semester for criminal justice, but I did the legalization of marijuana because yeah. it fit the criminal justice right category, but they don't want us to talk about that in English because it's too talked about. Yeah, yeah. That and like the death sentence and, you know, just abortion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Yeah. <laughs> um. So a bunch of those ones. So we'll see. I don't know which one I'm going to pick. We'll, we're, do, we're just brainstorming this week. That's part of our assignment is we have a. Notebook that you do with... Well, it's a discussion with the rest of the class. Yeah. So we all have to pick like six topics, talk a little bit about them, and that way we get a broader view of more topics because we see everyone's yeah. ideas, and then we have to pick one out of that, so... Sounds neat. Yeah, we'll see. i have been going over TED Talks and New York Times articles. And... That's fun. Sam, you're getting very well-rounded these days. I guess that's the point, right? <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is. A liberal education, you know, you get... So, uh, so you mapped out your schedule for the next four years or just um, two years? Just it's just two years. Okay, and then you have to get a count. Uh...
0: Yeah. So what I was waiting for, I was move that a little closer to you. Oh. I would. I was waiting for um, to hear back from the um, math department, like the head math department counselor, because there's two engineering programs, full and traditional. Yeah. And I didn't know which one to switch into, and I was just like to save the time i don't want to switch into one and then have to switch out yeah so full is you do all of your generals plus your all the math classes they offer um and then you so you transfer with your full associates okay. and a traditional is you can skip some of your general credits and just do math but then once you transfer to university you still have to take those credits to get your associates right right which i don't know why I don't Why would know. You do that? Yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I figured out the which one I was um, signed up for, and yeah. So when I meet up with my academic advisor next week, then I'll actually have a full plan. But I mean, it's they lay it out super nice now. All you have to do is go online, and it tells you exactly which classes to take, yeah. which ones you're taking. You know, yeah. it's, just, it's just so you're going to get your
1: associates before you go on to, That's yeah. the plan.
0: Yeah. So I'll take. I'll get my associates. And um, in mathematics or I don't remember what it's called it's it's like pre-engineering because they don't yeah. offer an engineering you know right. um, and then I'll take as many math classes as I can through slick just to save money right and then I'll transfer so my last semester might be like three math classes we'll see <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny I have
0: an a in math sure. oh really yeah yeah <laughs> That's yeah I really wild. like math so I mean we'll see but Kira hates it, so it's good balance. <laughs> I hate English; she likes English. I love math; she hates math. So you know,
1: it was interesting yeah. for me because I, uh, I was in the engineering. Well, I wasn't in the engineering program because I never went to a counselor. I just said, "Oh, I think I'll be in engineering," and then you know, I was I wasn't very wise. But anyway,
0: well, so I was I, talking to your. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So
1: I took all this math, and I finished three semester. I yeah, you know, I took all the math. Took three semesters of calculus. And then I got into differential equations, which is the last, mm-hmm. really the last math class, I think, for an engineering major. I don't know anymore, but. And it was interesting because you finally applied that, all that math you'd learned, you apply it to real life Yeah. things, you know? And I thought this, and I didn't do well in the class, but, and then I, then I ended up going back to work or something, I can't remember, but then uh, you apply it to things, you know, like engineering problems yeah and uh, use that math to solve those. you know i thought finally (laughs) right (laughs) but it was kind of interesting interesting.
0: well it's funny that you say that because i was talking to your brother at um mom's party and he said he was he was going in he was going to enter the engineering program and then i believe i could be wrong but i believe Something with the fact that he got married and had a kid on the way, made him change courses, and he said that's the biggest mistake he ever made. He wishes he would have continued and became an engineer.
1: Well, you know, Alan was very interested in astrophysics. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. He was very interested in that.
0: That's, you know, as much as mom probably doesn't like it. (laughs) I enjoy talking to Uncle Alan because I feel like there's a lot of parallels in our life in a weird way. Yeah. Not that there's not in our life. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting to talk to him because I was like, I feel like we kind of think on similar wavelengths. And yeah. I was like, mm, interesting. But yeah, that's the goal. I was talking to him about.
1: I gave him your phone number, by the way. I didn't think he mind.
0: Oh, no. I mean, so. I think he has it. He just doesn't like to respond. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, well, the last time I texted him was probably, I don't know, two years ago or more. Oh, and no. I said, happy birthday. And I didn't get a response. <laughs> so I was like, well, all right. <laughs> Not that it bothers me. I mean, you know, I don't like responding to people either, so I don't blame him. But no, I I dropped a a light invite to do the podcast. I was like, well, if you're ever down here. So, yeah. I mean, I think unless I really hound him, there's no way it would ever happen. Yeah. I think it would have to be like a guilt trip or something. I don't know. (laughs) I
1: don't know. But I mean, he came to mom's birthday, which I was, you know, you never know with Alan Gale because you can invite him and they'll. Say yes, but then they'll change their mind, and then they won't come, you know, or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's they're kind of funny in that way, but but uh, it's always wonderful to have them when they come.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed talking to him, him and um Gail. It was it was fun talking to him. I was sad they left before Kiara got there, but with the wedding in a month, they'll yeah, see everyone. We'll see everybody. So Friday suits.
1: Oh yeah, three thirty.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just going well, to come home and shower and then I'll just call you and we can go. Okay. But I got to keep remembering. Because they said "With this is the time of year where people are doing prom and stuff. So they're like, get in sooner than later. They didn't sound super worried. They're just like, the sooner the better. And I mean, most people for prom get tuxes and we're just getting black suits. So I, don't, yeah. I can't imagine it'll be that big of a deal. But... Do you think it's cheaper to buy one? No, they're not cheap, are they? Well, it, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> yeah. no, suits so are not cheap. For you, maybe, because you'll wear the suit. Right, but you wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. I never... I mean, I can... The last time I wore a suit was probably to a school dance. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) And I mean, I just... I I fluctuate with my weight so much, too, where, like, I lose and gain weight. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm worried if... Even if I did want to, then I would fluctuate and then it wouldn't fit in six months. So, but no, I mean, if you want to look into it, you're more than welcome. But if you're going to rent... We got to do it soon. (laughs) That's true. But we're good. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's been a busy week for us. Just signing up for classes and stuff. It's just, well, and they don't offer financial aid for summer semesters. So So you have to pay. Yeah. So we have to pay out of pocket. So it's pretty much because it's only two months long, you pretty much have to pay either all at once or in two sums, which is what we'll do, which is unfortunate, but you know, whatever.
1: So when do you get your truck
0: back. I don't know. <laughs> I I assumed I would get it back today, but they closed at six. So I mean
1: So it was like what they quoted you 450 or something like
0: that? Yeah, that was their quote. So as long as they don't find anything else that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I dropped it off last night because my appointment was at nine today. But I was like, I don't I don't want to take yeah. off work just to drive my truck there, and yeah. then Kier has yeah. to take off work to come pick me up.
1: I just feel so bad that we couldn't have done that, you because know, it would have been... No, I talked to so many people. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. How
0: about
1: you? You were going to talk to somebody on Saturday.
0: Yeah, Kira's grandpa. And he said... Well, I mean, exactly what I thought was going to happen. It was kind of like a... He's used to working on older vehicles. Everything's out in the yeah. open. Yeah. They probably don't even have crankshaft position no. sensors. <laughs> so, and I mean, I was describing, like, how to get to it. And he's just like, uh Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a no, it's, it's uh yeah.
0: Well, and they talk about getting kind of like, you know, taking off the side panels or pulling something out to do it. And yeah. I was just like, I don't, I don't know if I want to take that risk. Yeah. Personally. I mean, if I was more mechanically inclined, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but life. Well, and,
1: you know, as far as I know, there's not, you know, I've worked on newer cars, not a whole lot, but. There's not a lot of things like that. I mean, there's a yeah. few things like that, but I don't think. But I don't know. You know, I,
0: now everything else I've needed for to do to my truck, just small things here and there. Which this is technically a small thing. It's just in a bad position. Yeah, I've just definitely. done myself. You know, YouTube and forums, yeah. and I mean, you can look into it enough where people will just lay it right out for you. They you do know, like just step by step, <laughs> and you're like, cool.
1: I told you what happened to the starter on, on Leanne's car. I, yeah got a video that was the exact model the yeah. exact car I just did exactly what he said I just I got the, the computer out there and just followed and it was the only problem I had was my I couldn't find my breaker bar so when oh, yeah. I was getting the starter off and he there was a bolt that was hard to get to uh, on one during one part getting the battery stand off and so that was hard to get off because he had a a, a swivel ratchet you know you could get in there and do that i didn't have one and i thought i'm not gonna buy one i probably should have and then uh, i couldn't find my breaker bar i think it's up at claire's house actually i meant to look when i was up there but i didn't but so i ended up finally borrowing from my neighbor across the street i was able to get it right off but that's the only problem having the right tools really
0: oh it makes huge difference that's why i just i mean a couple years ago i just i do a lot of projects around the house or like I don't know, you know, just random things. And I I got so tired of making do with what I had, which was nothing, where I just started buying tools. (laughs) And then, you know, I've used all of them again. And it's just, it makes your life so much easier to have the right things. Saves so much time.
1: It's It's worth the money. Yeah, Because a tool, I mean, like you said, you'll use it again. Yeah, uh, it's just a
0: matter of time, right? It's a good investment. No, I agree. I mean... When you buy them one by one, it's really not that bad. Or, you know, set by set. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I just changed my mind one day. Because I, initially I was just like, well, when will I use it and stuff? And with the amount of work I do and the little things, projects, and yeah. everything I build and stuff, I'm just like, it's it's worth it. And Kara agrees, luckily. Yeah. So it's not like... <laughs> and I don't have that many tools because I'm confined to a smaller space. Right. So, but...
1: I need to let you know what I have because I have a bunch of tools that... uh some weird ones like when we worked on the basement i had to uh some of the studs that hold the there's a, a two by four wall up against the wall in the basement so you can put your insulation in and stuff yeah and it was loose at the bottom so i had bought one of those gun things oh yeah like, yeah, boom, yeah boom
0: where they use like what half half powder 22 yeah shells or something shells, yeah, yeah. Those are weird.
1: I tell you, they work great. Oh you yeah, just go boom, boom. Okay.
0: <laughs> I remember using those um, when I was working construction that one summer.
1: Oh, did you use those?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we did all sorts of stuff, so finishing basements and stuff, yeah. and we yeah. would put be putting up walls and things. Um, and yeah, I mean, as I mean, I didn't work that job for that long. It was probably like seven or eight months, but I learned a lot. Yeah, you just did- with like little stuff, you know. Yeah. He does a real variety of things. Oh, yeah. Well, because they yeah. were... I mean, they were pretty much just handymen at the end of the day. They finished basements. They laid concrete. they, I mean, yeah. you name it. Is If they were willing to do it, they would do it. Yeah. So we would show up to jobs and they'd be like, all right. just And they would just do task by task for us because we didn't know how to do everything. They're just yeah. like... They'd show us how to do something. They're like, all right, do this everywhere. And then we just go about and do it. <laughs> and luckily, I had a cool coworker, and he'd be working for him for a while. So it was kind of nice. So we just... It wasn't the worst job ever. It wasn't. I mean, it was a weird time in my life. So I wasn't necessarily committed or anything. But I saw him. Did I tell you that? No. So I saw I saw the guy that I used to work for. I mean, it was probably like six months ago at this point. But it had been years since I worked with him. Yeah. And he recognized me. I was at Home Depot picking up a tool. <laughs> and he's like, Sam? And I'm like, ah, I was awkward. So I was like, ah, what? <laughs> Acting like I didn't remember him. But no, we talked for a little while. He had a son. And when I worked for him, he didn't. He was trying, no, he was single actually when I had worked for him. So apparently he got married and had a kid.
1: Does he still have the business? Or?
0: I assume, I mean, he was at Home Depot, but, um, I'm, I assume so. It was kind of a family run thing. So yeah, his dad was the craziest person I ever met because he, <laughs> he bred and trained racing horses.
1: I remember that. I remember mentioning that.
0: Crazy guy. And well and he had the crazy story, he used to be a paramedic, um, and he did the life light life flight um, paramedics so he had had some crazy stories that guy has lived a life yeah he was an interesting guy because yeah I used to carpool because we worked in Draper for a little while so I'd meet him at like Lowe's or Home Depot leave my car there and drive down with him (laughs) I mean he just he had some of the craziest things to say but yeah it was a good learning experience I wish I would have been at a different time in my life I probably would have gotten more out of it but you know what do you do
1: you learn as you go along
0: Yeah. yeah It was a fun little summer, but yeah. So we were having this discussion the other day. I want to bring this up to you just because I'm curious on your thoughts. So we were at family dinner and Kiera was home sleeping. And so everyone was like, where's Kiera? And I was like, oh, she's asleep. I'm like, if she wakes up and wants to come, she'll come. <laughs> and there's mixed reactions in our family. Some people are like, well, why isn't she here? <laughs> and then Claire made the comment that, um, she said it's good. It's good to have boundaries. Like if you don't want to do something, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't feel like because Kara loves our family. Right. It's not right, like she right, doesn't right. want to see us or is avoiding <laughs> it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, Claire just mentioned that it's like it's. She likes the fact that like we have those boundaries in between our family events and just random things. Right. Yeah. If we don't want to do it, we don't go. Right. How do you feel about that? Do you think that if so, if we had a family event, and I mean excluding like major events like birthdays and stuff right, right. like we we're just going out to dinner as a family and you were just like i don't feel like going to dinner would you stay home or how do you how do you feel about that
1: i'd have to ask kim yeah
0: so that answers my question
1: because <laughs> normally we would go no matter how i felt yeah but, <laughs> because that's the way mom is she mom likes to mom's very social mom has always been a very very social person And I am not as social. And so one of the big transitions in my life, and I don't care if mom hears this because she knows it. uh, One of the big transitions in my life was getting out of my comfort zone and saying, okay, for Kim, I'm going to do this, you know? And so I I would go to things that I really didn't want to go to. And uh, I'm not talking about family things necessarily. Just in general. Yeah, in general. And, uh, And so, you know, a lot of times I will go just for Kim because I know that's, your mom thrives in social, you know, yeah, she, she, does. she really gets a lot of energy out of that and stuff yeah. and enjoys it tremendously. And uh, so we go. Uh, so, yeah, it's funny you should mention Kira because I thought, why isn't, I, I thought that too. I thought, why isn't Kira here? And then later I was talking to your mom and we were talking about Aunt Gail. And we used to go up and visit them sometimes. And uh, every once in a while, Gail would disappear and she'd be gone for an hour or two. And we'd ask, Alan, where Gail? She want to take a nap. And she'd just leave, you know. <laughs> but that's the way Alan and Gail are. They're they're very uh, they're very much that way, you know. Yeah. They're not feeling that, yeah, well, we're not going to be there for that one. But, you know, which I really respect. I I think that's one thing that, and Kim and I have talked about this too, we'd like to be more like that. Yeah. You know, because we're too much trying to please people even when it's, you know, uh, uncomfortable or not convenient or, you know what I'm saying.
0: Well, and I feel like it kind of, it, it builds like animosity when you're there. Because care. I mean, not necessarily, but Kier and I had, for example, when we first started dating, her family does things all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just like. I just don't like, if I had a busy week or if I just don't feel like going, I'm just like, I don't want to go. Like, I don't, I don't care whose birthday it is. I don't care what you're doing. Like, I just want to stay home. (laughs) And it was like, we used to fight about it a lot. I mean, not fight, fight, but you know, we used to have arguments about it all the time. And at the beginning of our relationship, I'd always cave and then I'd go, but then I'd be in a bad mood the whole time. Yeah. And it wasn't like, I wasn't (laughs) choosing to be negative (laughs) to ruin the experience because I didn't want to be there. I just didn't want to be there. So I just, in general, wasn't ecstatic to be there. Yeah. And we've kind of adapted the mentality of like, well, if either of us have an event that we have to go to, or I mean, it's just different when it's your own family, right? Regardless, it is It's yeah. so like Sunday dinner to me, I mean, Sundays are our only days to like get stuff done because we're going to school and stuff. Yeah. So like uh, when Saturday hits, we're cleaning the house and we're catching up on all of our house things. Right. And then Sunday hits, we go grocery shopping on meal prep and then we have dinner and it's like, we have no downtime. So sometimes she's just like, I need five minutes just yeah, to like relax. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes it's, it can become a negative even if you go. Yeah.
1: Well, it's funny because that's another thing I've learned from Alan is that, uh, and that this is just an example of it, but when you, when I don't want to go, you know, like there's a time when uh, something's going on and I don't want to go, but I know your mom wants me to go. Yeah. I, I've learned that. If I'm going to go, I'm not going to have a bad attitude. Yeah. If I go, I've got to pretend, not pretend, I've got to make the decision that I'm going to be happy while I'm there. I'm not going to use, I'm not going to pout. Yeah. You know? And that was a, I learned that from Uncle Allen because I noticed in many situations he was in where he didn't want to do it, but he did it. But he, it was as if he made the decision, you know, like he was, you know, he was all in, Mm -hmm. even though he wasn't really at the beginning anyway but he made that decision that if i'm gonna go then i'm gonna go you know yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold it against you know gail or and i've learned that about kim when i don't want to go to something and she kind of persuades me to go i decide okay i'm gonna be happy i'm not gonna yeah get down or that's and that was hard for me that was a uh that's an adult thing, you know, because kids pop. You know.
0: <laughs> no, the same. Well, yeah, the same thing happened to Karen and I. I mean, now we're kind of at the point where it's just like, I mean, in general, we just go to things because, you know, yeah. we just do. And most of the time, it's not like it's an ordeal to go. It's just like, well, all right, we'll make time and go. Yeah. Um, But no, I, I adopted the same mentality because at some point we would, I mean, every single time we'd go to a family event. On the way home, he end up fighting because I didn't want to go, and then I was in a bad mood the whole time. Yeah, She's like, "You yeah. might as well stay at home," and I'm like, "Well, you didn't let me stay home, <laughs> yeah, so it yeah. turned into it's, this thing." So then, it's cycle, yeah. So eventually, I just kind of had to make the decision where I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna be here. I might as well enjoy myself, yeah. or I might as yeah. well, you know, just be okay with it. It's not like it's gonna change anything." So, yeah,
1: that's true. But I learned that, that from my because I noticed he did that. He he would always uh, if he if he was gonna do it, he was gonna be happy. He wasn't gonna you know, take it out on somebody because you, you know, and I thought, "Eh,
0: that's a good That's a good way to do it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, I mean, that probably applies to many things in life
1: (laughs) and and, uh, we should tell all the listeners that if they'd like some therapy from us or some (laughs) counseling, let us know.
0: We'd be happy to, (laughs) Uh, for a small fee. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Just write in your questions. We'll answer them. (laughs) (laughs) I listen to this podcast (laughs) and at the end of the podcast, every time they, um, they have a, like a segment they do called, um, unhelpful advice and people write in their questions and they answer them (laughs) and they answer them seriously. But depending on the situation, it's, you know, unhelpful or helpful advice, but no, it's funny. Sometimes they just, sometimes they just make fun of people and I think it's hilarious. Do you
1: remember that car guy's? thing on NPR, these, these two guys that answered people's questions about cars. It sounds familiar. It was hilarious. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but they were really, really funny. We used to listen to it all the time. Bet
0: and you NPR, they do a yeah. podcast now.
1: No, they're dead. Oh, one well, One of them's dead. I don't know about that. <laughs> that oh, there you the go. That was like. <laughs> <laughs> but they were on for years and they gave you advice and, and it was good advice, you know, but they would just go all over the place, you know, yeah. when they got to get to the,
0: where they, it was hilarious. That was the earliest form of podcasting, right? Talk radio? Yeah, it was. I mean, that's what it, it was before. I mean. You're right. That was. That they was, just label it differently now. I,
1: I never thought of it that way, but that was, it was. Oh yeah,
0: it's the exact same thing.
1: On the same time every week and you yeah.
0: just dial in. <laughs> well, but it's, it's the exact same thing, except now you can listen to it whenever you want. Yeah, you don't have to. That's true. You know, that's, that's literally the only difference. Yeah, and I'm sure with a lot of those radio shows on NPR and other stations, I'm sure now they are downloadable. Right. So even if they're not labeled podcasts, you would probably listen to that anytime. You could probably go back and listen to past episodes.
1: Yeah, you probably can. Because I, I mean, I think you're right.
0: Because everyone thinks. Well, and I was the same way. I was when podcasting first came around, which was, I mean, technically, in like the late 2000s. Um, the earliest ones I ever knew about was like 2007, 2008. And that was like five people doing it. And there was no reason to, you know, no one was yeah. listening, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it started to pick up probably when I was, um, in high school and getting out of, but when I first heard about it, I was like, well, that's just like, who wants to listen to someone talk all the time? And then... And then so I started listening to podcasts. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I enjoyed it. If you find the right people to listen to and, you know, you agree with them or not even agree with them. But if you enjoy who they're talking to or the guests they're talking to or how they think about things. Um, But even in that phase, I was like, podcasts are weird. Like, it's this brand new thing no one ever heard of. And I'm like, wait, podcasts is Podcasts have been around longer than anything else. That's probably true. They've yeah. just been labeled differently. Right. They were, they really... were around before TV. They were right. around... You know what I mean? That's just people true. talking and listening. Like, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as any radio that's talking. Like, yeah. it's a weird thing, but... it's funny. I never thought of it that, that way. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like now that it's been adapted into a way more... A larger range of topics. Yeah. Because pe- anyone can make... We make a podcast. <laughs> Anybody can do <know> it. <laughs> There's like over three million or something yeah, that have yeah. that have been made. Whether those are um, consistent or not, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people think they want to start a podcast, and I've heard other people talk about it, where they'll think they want to start a podcast, they'll do an episode or two or three or four, Amazing. and then eventually they're just like, oh, "This is a hassle. I got to do it every week," <laughs> uh, but. Yeah. That's kind of why I like it, though. It kind of holds me accountable because I get to talk to you mainly, but then I'll interrogate everyone in the family slowly, yeah. you know. And that just gives me a chance to talk to everyone more often, which I think is a positive thing. So, you
1: got to do Owen these
0: days. I'm going to do, I mean, eventually, <laughs> I want it to go on for, I mean,. Who knows how long, but yeah. I want to get everyone on. I want to even get all the nieces and nephews. I think it'd be hilarious. That yeah, would be fun. Even for like 30 minutes, maybe not yeah, Maybe not like yeah, a full yeah. hour because that might be hard to fill. Yeah. But some of them are old enough where they could probably talk to me for an hour yeah. or I'll just have them on with their parents because yeah. that'd be hilarious too. That would be fun. Um, he has <laughs> yeah, an interesting thing podcast. I've been talking to Kierry because ours kind of, we did that with ours. We recorded like two episodes in a weekend. And then we just fell off because we started doing this one. We're in school work. You know, we're just so busy where it's like at the end of the night, we're like, well, (laughs) we could either eat dinner and watch some TV or we could go upstairs and talk, which we end up talking all the time anyways. But yeah, it's not a podcast. It's different when you come up, sit down. You got to put the dogs away. Everything's silent. And then you talk straight. It's just like it's it's weirder when it doesn't happen like naturally, I think. I think it's less weird for us because we don't see each other all the time. So we yeah. do just talk naturally. But with yeah. Kiara and I, our big long conversations just happen randomly. Right. right. Which is, I don't know. We had that the other night. We probably, we came home from, oh, actually we went out to dinner with you and mom. Yeah. We came home and we just sat at our counter and talked for like two and a half hours. Just <laughs> really? straight, just about life, you know, yeah. we just, and we just vent about our friends and things going on and about school and and, and I was like, I wish we just had a mic sitting in front that would yeah. just click on when we ended up having those conversations. Yeah. But no, I think I might relabel it because right now it's supposed to be like our podcast, but I think I'm going to relabel it with just me or her with just anyone. Yeah. Because I have friends that I want to have on. I have family members that I want to have on. Yeah. On a different format, you know. And I just, I was like, I just, but then uh, time is just escapes me every day
1: well it is you guys are so busy it's amazing you're doing this every week for an hour you know yeah but uh, you know as as busy as you are there's slack exactly there's a lot of slack there and uh i i know your mom and i watch television every evening that's for us it's kind of a relaxing it's time we need time to just turn it off turn it off yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's i've really enjoyed that i mean sometimes we have a hard time finding something to watch but
0: I and think that about that all the time because laundry. I feel so busy constantly like I'm doing homework at work while I'm working yeah. and then I come home and I'm doing homework and then I'm making dinner and in between that I'm doing the laundry and doing the dishes and all these things so I feel like oh how could I ever do anything else but then we're sitting downstairs and watching TV and I'm like well I could I could be filling this time with something else productive right, right. but then you have to weigh. Like, are you going to burn yourself out? If you, yeah. you have to have some time to just turn your brain off you and just n- go numb and not care. Yeah. And that's, you know, we do that every night because after dinner, we pretty much stop doing homework. We, we like force ourselves because yeah. I would do homework every night until I went to bed and then to just get it over with.
1: And, but you can do it the next day.
0: But yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, um, I'm. I'm just parent. I'm always paranoid, yeah, even though yeah. I know I have enough time. Yeah, I do as much homework as I can throughout the week, and that way I have maybe Thursday or like Friday off where yeah. I don't have to think about it. And definitely the weekends. I yeah. never do homework on the weekends because I'm like, that just that's killer. <laughs> <I don't know." laughs>
1: that'll that'll. Speaking of uh, the base, uh, we saw uh, Justin Bruff and his wife Justin and.
0: I didn't even know he was married.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, he's he dated a girl a long time that was in our ward. I can't. She was blonde. I can't remember.
0: Not. Oh, oh, um, Sydney.
1: Sydney. Yeah, we saw Justin and Sydney. I was thinking Josh. Sorry, we saw Justin, Justin and Sydney at the uh, at Costco, and they're gonna have a baby in November. Mm. And he works on days. Oh, does he? Yeah, he writes contracts. He says. Mm. So I thought that was interesting, and I said, "Yeah, we were ta- we were talking about the fact that you and Kira have a lot of downtime, you know," and, and he said, "I have so much work, I can't." keep up really yeah hey there's one out
0: there (laughs) well i think
1: it depends on what you're doing up there yeah Um, yeah but he said he's so busy he can't he can't get everything done you know
0: so no i mean i always knew there was people out there that i'm sure work all day it's just (laughs) you just don't know well yeah i mean just in between the jobs we've had up there and the people everyone we've ever talked to up there just has a ton of downtime yeah Like we have a friend that works from home. It's technically – it's like a paid internship, right? right? So he got out of school and got this internship and it's like three years or something. Um, And I mean he works completely from home. So he like – he logs into his computer from his bed and then goes back to sleep. Like (laughs) – and then he has meetings like two hours after that. So then he wakes up and he just lays in his bed and listens to the meetings and just doesn't turn on his video, you know? Yeah. And just like listens to everyone talk and then I mean – yeah. Yeah. It's, I think I've just had I, I guess it's not negative it's just everyone I've talked to has just not done much which yeah. whatever I don't
1: actually the don't last care. job I had uh, I worked for Siemens for, t- for many years then the company was or the division was bought out by Cerner Corporation well Cerner wasn't going to keep our software they were going to uh, sunset it which means they were going to Quit supporting it. Like retire support, it? Yeah, retire it. They were going to support And so mm-hmm. it really changed everything in our group because everybody knew this was going away. You know, they weren't going to keep this. And uh, we also knew that the company was going to take some of the employees at in our division and move them over to their other software, the software that was going to live on. Yeah. You know? But a lot of us, we were working on the old stuff. And so I remember there was a time when I was working... Toward the end of uh, my time there, I was working at home like two, I think it was two days a week. And I would do that. I would log in and to make, and I would be checking my computer all the time, but I didn't have much to do. But I had to be there because somebody would text me and I had to respond and there was a meeting. I had to go to the meeting and, but I had to, you know, but I didn't have much to do. It was horrible. It was just really horrible. That's one of the reasons I retired when they had the early retirement thing. Yeah. I thought... I don't have enough to do. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not working really that hard. And so I need to, maybe it's a good idea for me to leave at that point. And, and it worked out, but.
0: It almost feels unethical. It is. It,
1: well, it it's is. It's not yeah,
0: necessarily. It, yeah.
1: It is unethical, but you know, yeah. If, yeah, they, know if what that's
0: what, if they know what you're doing. Yeah. Then it's not right. <laughs> but like, it feels that way. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize it until we had like spring break or we had winter break. Um, we had like a month off of just pretty much all of December off. So we went from like, um, school to having nothing. And I was like, I forgot how much downtime I had because I had been filling it with school.
1: Yeah.
0: Like homework and stuff. And then I was like sitting there at work and I was like, now what? Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) so that's why I'm like, I, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, going to school during summer even though it's two classes is not going to be the greatest way to spend my summer but i think about it and i'm like or i could be sitting at work doing nothing all day (laughs) with the sun shining and wanting to be somewhere else at least i'll be busy you know what i mean like at least i'll you know have something to do but yeah yeah, that's a good
1: use of time i think and i tried to find things to do when i was working i try to organize things i try to you know with stuff but after a while you, you know you get to the point where i don't know yeah know. oh yeah <laughs> i
0: don't know what I want to do 100 percent. but now yeah. i feel that because the other day i had that i had that kind of downtime i'd i did well so my math each unit in my math class we have like two weeks ish to do it and then everything's due on the same day so all of our homework our review and our quiz is all due on the same day yeah so it's up to us to do it right so um I think it was due. I think it's due on Friday, but on Monday, I'm like, I'm just going to get it out of the way. So I did the whole unit plus the review and the quiz <laughs> all in one day. So by the end of the day, I was like, all right, I'm done with homework for the day, but I didn't have any work. So I was like, I guess I'll sweep the warehouse. And I was just yeah. doing random things. And then I was like, there's not much else I can do. You know, I was like, listen to
1: a podcast. Yeah. So I, I know. And that's, that's horrible. I used to do that too when I was working for, when I was out. Uh, a electromechanical technician i'd i'd sweep and i'd clean things and, yeah you know just to keep busy because it's more fun than sit, sitting sitting yeah. there doing that it really is more long fun. To-
0: i mean for me it was how fast can i pass the time yeah when you're sitting there looking at the clock it's real slow which is, <laughs> at least if you're doing something yeah. time moves a little bit quicker oh, that's true but up on base they have this thing called um Well, I I think a lot of businesses use it often on the government. It's called Microsoft Teams, right? So it's pretty much like an instant message chat, right? But it shows when you're active, right? Or how, yeah, or how long you've been inactive or away from your computer and stuff like that. So they, they had these things and they were, um, I see videos about it all the time of people making jokes and stuff. They have these things on Amazon where it was like a little pad you put your mouse on and it would just slowly vibrate <laughs> <laughs> so it would just jiggling your mouse a little bit keep so, used, going. so yeah it wouldn't show that you were inactive because that's it goes off like keep keypads yeah, yeah or like you're moving your mouse so if you don't move your mouse or touch your keyboard mm-hmm. for long enough it'll show that you're inactive yeah, yeah. so they have these jigglers you just put your mouth in. <laughs> it jiggles your mouth uh, I, I know people that bought them because they're like well They'll be upset with us if we're not active, but they don't give us anything to do. Right. So they're like, we're in this weird space where you're like, you either sit there and every five minutes you're clicking your mouse yeah, or, you know, get a mouse jiggler, I guess. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Wow. Luckily, my boss doesn't really care because we we work on the same system. Um, although I'm logged out for some reason because my computer's been weird. Well, you are I mean,
1: not. You don't work on your computer, do you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you packaged
0: that. Well, I do both. Uh, So we get parts from um, like government employees, civilian employees. Right. And we have to um, induct or receive them into our company's database. Oh, I see. So we pretty much take these parts and they belong to um, the government. And then once I induct them, they belong to me. I see. Or our company.
1: Until you ship
0: them. Yeah, but then I'll... Yeah, exactly. And then I have to do... There's a lot of things involved but then I'm creating shipping labels and stuff too so that's all on the computer and stuff yeah. so I'm, I'm split half and half so usually I wait until I have a build up of work um, for the day and then I do all of the computer stuff at once and then I pack them all and put them on pallets they so I just do it in batches. well yeah well and that's <laughs> the other thing if, if I have a lot of homework to do I mean I'll just ignore my work for six hours and then I can catch up at the end of the day yeah. I'll just focus on homework. and I mean, my boss doesn't care. He never sees me anyway, so I guess he wouldn't really know anyway. But he knows what I'm doing. Yeah. He knows I'm in school and stuff. So,
1: yeah. I'm sure he appreciates your work because it sounds like you're doing what he asks. You know? I mean,
0: well, that's – I mean, I I worked very closely with my supervisor for a long time when I first started. We were kind of like his little – me and care both were just kind of his little like cleanup people so he'd be like well they're behind go help them so we'd go and pick up and he'd be like all right let's go get lunch and we just leave in the middle of the day and go get lunch so we were very close and he's one of those people that is like the less i have to think about you the better (laughs) so like if i never have to help you if your building's always cut up i'll never you'll never hear from me and that's how i am i never hear from
1: him it's funny uh i went to a i have a A quarterly meeting with a member of the state presidency because I'm another recording president, you know. And uh, not the last one, but the one before that, the, uh, I think it was a counselor I met with, not the president, but the counselor sat down and says, He says, uh, Brother Fink, we never hear from you, the Dixie Ward, so that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, "Yeah, we never hear from you. So I think, you know, so he was happy that, you know, we weren't causing any problems or having any problems that he needed to deal with. So, I don't know if it's a good thing, but, you know, it's kind of an interesting comment because I guess there's some wards that, you know, they keep them pretty. There's a lot of issues yeah. going on. In ours.
0: Well, yeah, that's how it was. I mean, and I just know this because I was the person that he would always send or take with him to go pick up the scraps from every other building. Yeah. He'd show up. People were just sitting on their phones, just actively not doing their job. Instead of literally being behind because they have so much work. So it was real frustrating for us because we were just so sick of help doing other people's work. Right. So when I finally got moved, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I'm like, now I can just do my work and not have to worry about these other people But because I did it so long. I'm like, I know all these buildings are having the same issues still. Yeah. It's just now I'm the only person in my building. So he can't be like, go help them. I mean, he could. I do have enough downtime and he knows that. But I think it's just kind of one of those things because they used to have, I don't know.
1: It's a long
0: thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every building has a certain amount of people issues. they need. They have, big,
1: they have a lot of buildings up there, don't they?
0: Yeah. So there's like the main one um, that he works out of and they build um, wood boxes and other boxes to pack oh, the parts in. Yeah. And they have a bunch of um, people that work in that building. And it's a giant building. It's government employees work there too. It's like they're the hub pretty much. Yeah. And then they have, um, they call them satellite buildings. Yeah. Um, and those are like the outer buildings that are managed remotely and that they have one, two, three, four, five of those. And there's one to three employees in each of those buildings. Um, and it all depends. I mean, it's, it's not that a certain amount of employees is required. It just depends on how many people they need in the building to keep it moving. Right, Right. So in my building, they used to have two employees. Now they have one. Yeah. Um, and another building across my street, they had, they used to have one employee. Now they have three just cause they don't have great employees. Yeah. So it just, which I think is just <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> which I don't care. I prefer to work alone, but I'm just like, we saw someone work in this building and have downtime alone. Now you have three people. Imagine how much downtime they have now. Yeah. That's crazy. I just, it's a so waste of time. Do they of have money. office buildings up there too? They must. Yeah. yeah they have everything. Yeah. It's a city. Yeah. Anything you can think of, they have. Yeah, we've
1: only been up there twice, or
0: once. I don't know,
1: because when we had that Korean family that rented our oh, yeah. house and the liaison from South Korea, he invited us up for their international uh, dinner thing. Oh yeah, and uh, it was really fun to go up there. They were really such nice people.
0: They have all sorts of events going on all the time. I just yeah. <laughs> we just seem them, ignore them because we don't really care. But well, and we're also, I mean, they always seem more like military. Centric,
1: yeah. and we just work up
0: there. Yeah. You know, we have no relation to the military necessarily, right. besides that—that's where we get our paycheck in a way.
1: We had a neat thing um, on what's today, Tuesday. We had a neat thing on Monday. Uh, we went to uh, we took the students. They, that's their uh, um,
0: what are they job call site.
1: It? No, it's the community day, and so they um, go in the community day yeah. Well, what we did is we went to the Vietnam War. Memorial, in oh White right on yeah yeah we came up on the bus and went to park. Well, they have a dog statue there. Have you ever been there? I have, but I don't. They have, they have a statue it. of a, 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 a statue of a war dog there. Oh, and they have some plaques about the the dogs. And stuff Interesting. Like that. And uh, one of the ladies that's a TA in mom's class with me, her name's. Uh, uh, oh, that's ridiculous. I can't remember her name. <laughs> anyway. She has a neighbor and uh, her neighbor uh, adopts old war dogs, war dogs that are out of, you know, they're done and they'll adopt them. Well, they're the ones that adopted the dog that they made the statue from.
0: Interesting.
1: And so they know a lot about war dogs. They know a lot about the Vietnam uh, War Memorial. And so they came. So we went up there and they came and they, uh, gave a little presentation about, and they brought their current war dog, retired war dog with them. That's cool. Yeah, it was neat. And she talked about the dog that the Browns is made out of and, and uh, how they got him and, and where he served. And, you know, he was in Iraq, I guess. Uh, no, he's was in Kuwait. And, uh, and that he had passed away and they got this other dog. And, and then they talked about the the uh, Vietnam War Memorial. It's, there's 58,000 over 58,000 names on the war, war Yeah, memorial. it's crazy. It's quite yeah.
0: It's quite the monument. Oh,
1: it is. And uh, and so and they talked about there were eight women that were killed that were nurses during the war. Mm-hmm. And if you walk around the war memorial, there's eight benches that oh. came across of them. I didn't know that. No, I... And uh, but the rest were men, I guess. And uh, and I had two friends that died, you know, during yeah. the Vietnam War. And the first time I saw a Vietnam War Memorial was they had a portable one that they were taking around the country. Mm. And it was one they put up. And it was in Willow Glen out in California. And I went to that. And I had lost a friend. And I thought, oh, I'll just see if I can find him. I walked up and there was his name. It was was a really weird thing because there's 58,000 names on it. And so I thought, so when we were there yesterday, I thought, I wonder if I could find him again. And so I asked the lady, I said, or I told her that story that I last time I saw one, I walked up and there was his name. And she says, "Just go online; it'll tell you where he is." Oh, really? I so I googled his name, and it had this whole thing about him and when he died, and you know all that stuff. And then it says where on the memorial, what line and what you know panel he's on, and there was his name. It was just it was really interesting to see it.
0: So that memorial has every single vet?
1: No, every yeah, every guy that
0: died. During Vietnam, every Amer- well, yeah, I should say That's every, meant,
1: every American. Well, yeah, fifty-eight thousand, uh, and it'll it has a plus next to it. Some of the names have a plus next to them, and I think that means they're missing in action still. Mm. And uh, if they have a dot, that means they were you know their body was recovered. Hmm. And if they find their body after they have that plus there, then they make a square out of it. And that their body was found and, and uh,
0: brought back
1: or, or buried or whatever. Yeah, it's really interesting. She told us all, They told us all kinds of things about the memorial and about the dogs. There were 5,000 dogs that served in uh, Vietnam. Wow. And at the end of the war, they brought 200 back and they left the rest of them there. And it was kind of a sad thing because the Vietnamese eat dogs. Yeah. And so they didn't know what was going to happen to them. But they would give them to families or something and, you know, who knows what happened to those uh, $4,800 or whatever it was, but $5,000 saved in that war. And they, they, she told us, she gave us an estimate of how many lives they think they saved, but I can't remember what the number was, but.
0: Yeah, so do you, I'm not coming from any side here, but do you think it's humane to use animals in warfare, and we're talking dogs, horses. I mean, they don't use horses anymore, I don't think. No. But I know they still use dogs. Yeah. yeah and they yeah. use them for like bomb squads and stuff. Yeah. Would you consider that humane? I'm just curious. I well, don't know. I feel know. I feel one of two ways because, like you said, they save lives. Yeah. But then they have no choice in wanting, like, choosing to make that sacrifice. No. But I guess a lot of the men in Vietnam didn't either. If they were drafted.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, the dogs are pretty safe. Really? Yeah, while they're serving. Hmm. Yeah, they're pretty safe. Uh, they can sniff a bomb and they don't get blown up.
0: I guess that's true. Huh? You know,
1: they just point at it. That's, that's They're trained yeah. to point at it, just like drugs. Yeah. You know, they'll sniff. and But it's funny because the dog that lives, uh, Holly is the lady that I work with, her neighbor that does the, you know, the dog that she has now was a drug sniffer and so uh it's funny because uh the dog they're really friendly with their neighbors and so the dog goes over to their house you know holly's house sometimes and they have kids and stuff and uh a a year or so ago they the dog was over there and he was pointing at the 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 car (laughs) and holly says well i had a daughter that was i know she was using uh vaping you know she was vaping and i you know i don't know what else but uh, she said she's quit so <laughs> but uh, she, there
0: may have been something there i don't know hey, they're pretty in tune <laughs> I
1: you, it was crazy but they said yeah he was pointing to so she told her but you know it was not a big deal I don't that's know what hilarious I was hearing, but. but that was a neat experience yeah that was it was kind of fun to to go there
0: yeah, I've only walked past it or through it a few times, but I mean, I didn't know any of that about the markings and stuff. Yeah, I didn't either. It's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, there's a dot between each name. And if, if the dots are there, then they've recovered the body. But if not, if it's a, I think it's a plus, then that means they're missing an action still. But they're still finding people, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Well, what's crazy is because I lived during that time and there was so much hatred for Vietnam, you know. You know how it is during the yeah. war, and now, you know, you can go over there as a tourist and yeah. walk around, and you know, and we, they sell it, you know, we buy clothes from them, and it's like it's like nothing ever happened. It's really weird.
0: Well, oh, uh, same with well, I guess it's not the same, but I know you can go. I mean, you can visit Germany now.
1: Well, yeah. Germany, Japan, you know. I it's mean, just weird.
0: We're still not friends of China, but you can go over there fine, right? <laughs> yeah. well, I guess we're not officially not friends.
1: Yeah. I don't know about that. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, <clears throat> so one of my assignments for English this week was talking. We had to go on to different websites, find two articles, one from each website, that were talking about the same topic with conflicting views. Yeah. So they had like... um and they put in parentheses what um, these websites generally supported. You know, like this was a conservative website. Right, right. This was libertarian. This was yeah. liberal. This was progressive liberal and stuff. Yeah. And so I was trying to, I was you know looking through articles and stuff trying to find two that match that had conflicting. I ended up doing it on COVID because they it was just the first yeah. two that match that came to mind. Yeah. But they had a lot about on all of them because they were just they were like you know journals and like you know scholarly yeah. sources. There's a lot about Ukraine. Oh, yeah. And all the there things is. that are happening, on all the discussions <clears> that are happening about <throat> it. And I, I haven't kept up with it a ton, but it's an interesting time we live in. I mean, there's been a tank parked out of the base for the last two weeks. Why? <laughs> well, a Humvee. I don't know. They just do sometimes. I have no idea if it's related. Oh. But sometimes they'll just have like a Humvee parked out front. Oh, that's and I, I mean, I'm allowed to say this just because it's it's outside of the base, yeah. technically. Yeah. It's a, and you could see it if you drove past.
1: Are there things you're not supposed to talk
0: um, yeah. Do you
1: sign an agreement?
0: Or? Yeah, te- yeah, we do. Um, but I don't handle any sensitive information, and I know there's some specifics that I shouldn't talk about. But I mean, I don't I don't talk about anything that's not right. You know, just yeah, information Which makes sense. But no, so I used to work with someone though, and he served in the Navy. Yeah, and then he ended up retiring from the Navy and ended up working for the company I work for. And he had, like, a very high security clearance. And he, he was telling me one time about it. His name was um, Spoon. Well, that was his nickname. Yeah. Um, funniest guy in the world. Um, but he, would, he was talking about how, like, literal people would come over in suits. I don't remember how many. It was maybe once a year, like, once every five years or something. And he's like, they'd come over and they would talk to you about everything. They'd sit down and comb through everything you've ever touched, everything, every like, things that you never knew they had like contact with he's like there's not one thing that would escape them and they would just like go through all your information and that's how you you wouldn't get approved for security clearance and he had very high security clearance and it's not because he was super important or anything just the information he handled um he's like he's like it was intense and he's like towards the end when i didn't handle that information anymore you can they um keep up your security clearance or they don't it's up to you you know if you don't need it And he's like, so the last time they came over, I was just like, I don't want it anymore. (laughs) He's like, I don't need it anymore. He's like, I'm going to tell me this. stuff. Yeah. He's like, I don't care anymore. He's like, stop going through my stuff. He's like, I don't need the clearance anymore. But yeah, apparently it's pretty rigorous, which makes sense, I guess. I don't know. Yeah,
1: Well, you know, that reminds me of Alan when he went through boot camp at Fort Fort Ord out in California before he went to Vietnam. Well, before he went to Alaska. But he said they go through intense training. And Mm -hmm. part of the training is. If you get captured, you don't tell them anything. Yeah. You know, you, you give them your name, right? It's just like in the movies. Yeah. You give them your name, rank, it's serial number, and that's it. And so they have these, they have these uh, lifelike or real time drills where it's like you get captured. They actually go through yeah. the whole thing where you're captured, and you're supposed to stay true to that, you know. Give them, and uh, Alan said most of the guys would just start talking to them about, things And he said uh, he said it was really weird because they were supposed to be it was like it was supposed to be like it was really happening real life yeah and he said I wouldn't trust those guys if we were out out in, the, out in the in the bush together he said I wouldn't trust them you know because
0: anyway I thought that was really interesting but <clears throat> yeah you'd think the least you could do when you know it's not real yeah <laughs> just to keep your mouth with shut. It. yeah just That's, stick with it but
1: yeah. they didn't they and the the people that are doing it. They're pretty good at trying to get you to talk. Well, yeah, that's probably yeah. And uh, but he's Alan said
0: he never did. So he served. In, he was in Alaska, stationed in Alaska.
1: Yeah, Alan volunteered for the army because he he, oh, he Alan, wasn't drafted. No,
0: Alan wasn't drafted. That situation was
1: Alan went on a mission to Germany. Yep. And like me, he had friends that ended up in Vietnam, and some of those friends died in Vietnam. And so when Alan Alan decided after his mission
0: that he was going to sign up because he felt guilty.
1: I don't. I don't know if he felt guilty, but he felt responsible. You know? So
0: the Vietnam. Sorry. So the Vietnam War was going on while he was on his mission. Yeah.
1: Okay. Same. Same for me. And uh, so he, uh, when he got back from his mission, he signed up, and went through basic training. And he was supposed to go to Vietnam, I think. And they changed his orders to wilderness training in Alaska. So he ended up in Fairbanks, Alaska. We are still having the Cold War with Russia at the time, oh, yeah. and so we still had to be ready in case there was something going on. Yeah, and so they were—he was doing wilderness training in in Fairbanks, which was really cold. He said that's where I learned how to ski because <laughs> they—they, huh. you know, that's one of the things they train him—you know, how to ski and stuff. And so while he was up there, uh, <clears throat> he realized that uh, he wanted to go to Vietnam and. and uh, Uh, because of his feelings about, you know, his friends that ended up over there. And so he volunteered to go over to Vietnam and uh, ended up in Da Nang. And then when they find out that he'd served as a missionary for two years, uh, I probably told you the story, but when they find out he'd served for a missionary, they say, well, we have a drug rehab center in Da Nang. Would you mind mind working as a drug rehab counselor? Because you've been on a mission, you know, you probably know how to. And he said, yeah, no problem. So that's what he did while he was there. And I probably told you the story. I was working as a technical instructor in California in a company out there and one of the guys that came in through the class, I was introducing myself to being in the class and, and we were getting started one guy raised his hand He says, Are you in relation to Alan Fink? And I said, Yeah and he said, I went through his drug rehab uh, class when I was in tonight. <laughs>
0: I don't oh, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so he never saw like live action? Well, during the but he te- was in Vietnam
1: <clears throat> during the Tet offensive. They uh, they got they almost got overrun during the Tet Offensive because the Viet Cong were coming south, and they were going to, going to overrun Da Nang, and so uh, while he was there, he the only he only saw action a couple of times. Uh, one time he told me this story. That he said he's the most scared he's ever been in his life. He was in his bunk and he was on the top, and he said. Uh, a, uh, an RPG I don't know what, yeah. what the terms are uh, blew off right near uh, their uh, you know where they were sleeping and yeah. stuff and he said he woke up as he was he you know it threw him out of his bed and he woke up on the way down to the floor and he said he's never been that scared in his life
0: that's crazy but uh, <clears throat> and
1: I think he <clears throat> but otherwise he said I think he 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 told me that he at one time was on a line with guns, you know, and they were, but uh, nobody ever came, and so they they didn't shoot anybody. But he said the Tet offensive. Mom and Dad were really worried about that because he was yeah. in Da Nang during the Tet offensive. They were coming south, and they thought, well, what's going to happen to our son? And uh, and then uh, it kind of went away, and uh, it, it didn't materialize for the Viet Cong, so he was able to be preserved. But that was the. That was the most action I think he saw. Uh, but it was an interesting experience for him <laughs> to do that.
0: That'll change your outlook
1: on life. <laughs> yeah. But he said the, the sad part was that 98% of the guys that went through the drug rehab center ended up back there. You know? Said it was not very effective.
0: You know? Well, they say, and I mean, I don't know how, I don't know if the statistics are different. Um, In the military (laughs) side of it, I imagine probably not. But they say, I mean, normal rehab centers have like a 5% um, long-term success rate. It's crazy. It is.
1: Well, it's an addiction. That's really tough. Yeah. Those are not simple. Well, you know, it's not a simple thing, you know. Well, I
0: think drug addiction is a little different than nicotine addiction, but...
1: Oh, it's a minor drug. You
0: know, it's well, not, yeah, it's, not a major. it's like the most addictive, but it's also not as mind altering. I think yeah, it's just yeah. not as psychological. <laughs> it's kind of just more habit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a podcast I listen to. It's called. Um, well, it's a he's a comedian. He does multiple podcasts. His name's Bobby Lee, and um, he's a fifty-something-year-old um, guy, and he's been in and out of rehab. I mean, he went to rehab his first time when he was like sixteen. Wow. So he was into drug and alcohol when he was very very young. Abusive father and stuff, and he talks. And he just got back from rehab like a month ago after being sober for like 15 years. So it's it's, it's be, and they talk about um, you'll hear addicts say that you're never not an addict. Right, like it never right. goes away. Once you're an addict, you, you it's like it alcohol, doesn't turn off.
1: Alcoholics Anonymous. go to those meetings, you say, "My name's Don Pink and I'm a, I'm an alcoholic." Yeah, Even whether alcoholic. you're drinking right yeah, then or not. Right. Right. Yeah,
0: and he I've. I mean, not that I, I guess I haven't learned, but like hearing him talk about it and like the success rate and all those things, it's, it's, it's sad to just like hear what about it, it, which I mean, you want to just like be like, well, it's your fault. Shouldn't have done drugs, but it's not like that. You yeah. know, the more I, the, the older I get and the more real life experiences, I mean, this is a, it's a, he's a celebrity in a way. So I don't like know him or anything, but I mean, with podcasts, you really, you, you feel like you see into people's lives because yeah. they talk about everything and he's a very open person. Yeah. And that, and I mean, I've met plenty of people in the restaurant industry that I knew that were past addicts and all stuff. And yeah. you develop a whole different mindset looking towards addicts. Because when I was younger, I was just like, well, why did you start doing drugs? Yeah. Or just like, stop doing drugs. <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's not like that. And I've learned it a little bit through nicotine. Because people would be like, well, just stop smoking. You're like, right. "Well." Wow. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? (laughs) Which I mean, like technically they're right. Like that is what you do. You stop. But like it's, it's a lot, there's a lot more that goes into it than just that. And nicotine, I mean, I'm not trying to like say that's anything close to harder drugs or anything, but it's a real thing and it's kind of crazy. And drugs were a real problem during the Vietnam War, right? Because it was so, it was was so grim. They were in a country that was easily, more easily accessible, right? Yeah. And just people didn't want to be there, and it was so bad. And they were depressed. Yeah, it you was know, so, so bad that people just. and That was a big problem, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a huge problem in Vietnam. I don't know if they had more than one rehab drug rehab center, but uh, um, probably you know, they were trying to get everybody back in shape after they. What the problem is, a lot of those guys brought that home with them. You
0: know. Oh well, yeah, because you don't like you, like center. we just said. It's not like you can just turn it off. Yeah. Like oh, I'm going home. Everything's fine. Yeah.
1: Very hard to Yeah, the things the
0: soldiers go through is
1: crazy. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that. You can understand PS, PTSD. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't erase things from your mind like that. Those are traumatic things. You know? Well, traumatic talk, things
0: don't. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they just don't go away automatically. I'm sure you can deal with them, but uh, that must be hard.
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's sad to think about. It is. When they make so many movies that make you even sadder, you watch them and... I mean, some of those movies they make about um, people in the military coming home and stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, first of all, I don't... I mean, I think it's, I guess, okay to be educated, but like, who are you making these movies for? They're just so sad. I know.
1: I don't like to watch some of those. Like the Holocaust movies. Oh. I've seen some of those and I thought, I've seen enough. I don't need to see another one because they're the same horrible horrible thing when
0: well, you've always been like that and i always when i was younger i was i was like get over it it's a sad movie it's not real <laughs> but then when you watch movies about real events like maybe that it's a, it's a fictional depiction yeah. but those things happen to people and then when you put that in perspective you're like oh wow it really is sad because yeah. when i was younger i was just like oh it's a movie everything's fake but then i never really considered the fact for some reason that it was based on events that actually happened yeah and I don't like watching sad movies now any, anymore either because I'm just like, I,
1: oh,
0: I don't know. It, it's it, If it's about something I don't know about, it's interesting. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't I don't want to finish this movie and then be sad. depressed. You know, and it's like, I don't...
1: <laughs> when mom and I watch those, we'll say, okay, now what are we going to watch that? Lift right? our spirits again yeah. before we go to bed. You know, Karen and I do
0: the same thing. We'll yeah. turn on something stupid funny. <laughs> yeah, we and do. we're just like, at least we can yeah. laugh. And you ever watch Last,
1: Last Man Standing
0: with... Uh, 10 yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Not a long time. I think I probably watched like season one a yeah. few years ago. We ago. like to
1: watch that because it's so stupid and funny, and yeah, you, know, you can just
0: light on. No, we watch like adult cartoons like Family Guy or something. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It's just stupid. Yeah, it, you know, it's just stupid and makes you laugh and get your mind yeah. off things. But Well I gotta head out, Sam. No, you're okay. We're at the mark, anyways. Yeah. Right in. We need your questions. Have a good week, everybody.